0: Welcome to Put A Cork In It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, you know, Tuesday always feels like the day of the week that really pushes the rest forward. I think if you can get to Tuesday, you're on your way. That's recently how I've been feeling as a um, working woman nowadays. I don't really know if that's how you feel as a student, Austin, but, um, I don't want to get too hasty here. This is shooting the breeze. I am Monica.
1: I'm Austin.
0: So to flash back to that question real quick, do you feel like Tuesday is really where the day or the week really jumps off?
1: It truly depends on the season, Mon. Right now we're in football season, okay? You got football. The football week starts Thursday night, and then you got a break on Friday, then you got college football Saturday, NFL football Sunday, and then you got the Monday night Mm -hmm. game, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, you got a break until Thursday starts again. So for me, I don't have class on Fridays. Shout out, no class on Fridays, people.
0: That's a move.
1: So if I can get past Tuesday, I am halfway done with my school week, and then I get Thursday night football as reward for f- finishing the school week. So okay. getting past Tuesday is a critical part of my week.
0: Wow. Boys are so simple. I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, I've also, this is how I run my weeks too, is all by the football schedule. I've been watching religiously. That is, that is a bull face lie. But anywho, um, how did your week go this week? Just checking in.
1: Not a bad week so far. Got to see the family uh, and cousins. Haven't seen one of my cousins in over like two years. So it was great to catch up with all them. Just a nice afternoon. Saturday was beautiful weather in the Cincinnati area. Um, you know, obviously, your stomping grounds, as people may remember. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, I'm in a digital marketing internship. My clients' numbers look great this month, so I have no complaints.
0: That's honestly very incredible. Very, um, I don't know how to, very, like, forward thinking of you. I feel like that was very futuristic terms you just used. I don't know why. Maybe that's just because I never was in that realm of thinking as an education major. But anyhow, um, since you asked, my week yes, was...
1: Yeah, mine. How was your week? You kind of just kept talking I didn't get to, to, to... Let me rudely interject. How was your week?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I never really stopped talking, so it's not your fault. Um, the week started rough. I lost my wallet on Monday. Um, and this has happened multiple times, so it always, you know, somehow turns up, but not not this time. So everything has been replaced except for my ID, which is just really a kick in the pants. So I hope whoever stole my wallet is enjoying using my id but also i hope you're not enjoying it for legal illegal reasons you know even though they probably yeah. are so then just like to to go down that path um on wednesday i tried to get a diet coke before a meeting the drive through was going so slow had to leave so you know it's just hard when you drive all the way to the drive through wait and then come back empty handed you know what i'm saying like it was just it was tough but then, you know, it got better. But I would say the beginning was rough, 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 rough. Lots of tears. But overall, we're back. We're back in business.
1: Hopefully so stocked with Diet Coke at your homestead now, I hope.
0: Well, here's the thing. I've been trying to cut back so I don't buy it for my house. I will only buy it if I'm out. But I did have one today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but maybe I will invest in some for the home. We'll have to see. Um. But anywho, enough about our boring lives, you know, let's get into the good stuff. I am very excited about this. We have not really talked about this extensively, so this is going to be very new information for both of us, I think. So today, everybody, we are talking, you know, don't get too excited. Drumroll on your own time, because (laughs) we are talking about love languages today, um, And I think love languages are becoming more of a world, not worldwide, I would say culturally relevant, whereas I feel like they were only really rotating in the Christian sphere. And now I feel like they're really rotating no matter who you are. Like I hear celebrities who have no connection to any type of spiritual vibe talking about them left and right, which I think is pretty cool. So obviously they are becoming something that people are seeing as a topic that is pretty important to cultivating good relationships. And I was telling Austin, I have heard that knowing your spouse's love language is very key to keeping a healthy marriage. And, you know, we're both nodding along. And then I said, but I'm not married, so I'm not sure if that's true. And Austin was like, yeah, me either. So. If you're married, you've told us this, so everyone just take our word for it, okay?
1: We took their word for it, so you should take our word for it. Is yeah. what's happening here?
0: Yeah, it's like when someone has tests positive for COVID, and then someone else interacts with them, and then you interacted with that other person. Like, do you have COVID? Probably not. So you just keep going. You
1: know? I I don't, really, I don't even know what to say.
0: I think that was a bad analogy. So anyway, let's move forward. Um, So first, I think we may have some beginners on the podcast, Austin. And if you are new, welcome. We are so glad to have you. Um, If you would like to keep following along, Shooting the Breeze is our little short cast on Tuesdays, but then we got a long in-depth on Fridays that is just stunning. Um, follow us up in an QuarkNet Official if you would like to keep up to date with everything going on. But enough of that. Let's get into the nitty gritty of even what language love languages are because not everyone is familiar. So I would say what I know from my end is that there are five love languages. Okay.
1: There, there are five of them.
0: Great. Thank you for confirming. And this is kind of, there's a two sides to this situation. You can feel best loved by um, certain ones of these five love, love languages, but you can also love people well out of these love languages. So there's two different sides to it. You may feel loved by one that you don't necessarily enjoy doing. Okay. So we're mixing it. There's just a lot of different avenues. Okay. Um, so awesome. would you like to start off this list for us and understanding what's going on?
1: Yes, guys. This is from uh, 5lovelanguages.com. dot com. It is originally a book written by Gary Chapman, New York Times number one bestseller. But the the five love languages are as follows: words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And you know, as someone, I can very much agree to Monica's point of you can love, be loved by one and just have no love giving that to somebody else, which is, it's kind of interesting how that works sometimes. But I do agree with you, Monica.
0: Wow. Wow. This is a very good podcast, mostly because I've not been made fun of yet. So I'm excited about this um let's talk about something here now this may seem logical to a lot of people but I think this kind of takes a lot of conscious thought when you're actually in a relationship things that you feel loved by okay I you know let's go into one of my top ones my very top love language that makes me feel the most loved so when people when I'm trying to receive love from other people my number one is physical touch okay okay so, I used to think that everyone felt that way. Okay. This was before I knew that they didn't, that not everyone really felt the same way, and that some could fall really low on some people's list and were really high on mine. And so, I just remember like being very cuddly with one of my good friends, Anna, and her just not, not liking that, not, not desiring to cuddle or have a hug. And I thought that was so weird because that always made me feel so loved. And so finally, we had a combo about it. She's like, no, Monica, I do not like that at all. But I know you do. So I try to be intentional at times, you know, to give you a hug, give you a little rub on the back, pat of the shoulder. But I do not want that from you. And I was like, ah, gotcha.
1: Message received. Now received. You can better, you know, communicate your love for the friendship that you two share by not cuddling her when she doesn't want that.
0: Exactly. So I just want to give everyone a little simple example of how this is happening. Um Austin, I would love to know your top love language.
1: So I for for me to to give or no, for me to res- yeah, I, I, I feel like I am not a single one. Like I feel like I flip flop almost.
0: Oh no, you can have it. I have a top three.
1: Well, I'm saying the number one changes.
0: Oh wow, a versatile man. Okay.
1: So, I, I definitely like. I love receiving gifts. But I'm so bad at receiving gifts, like I love when people like think of me. it's like, "Oh, I found this at the store, and I just knew you would love it, so I got it for you, like type of thing, yeah, like for example, I was working a landscaping job, and I had my iPod in listening to some Steve Miller band, my coworker comes into work the next day with a Steve Miller record. And he's like, I heard you singing this. And I was like, I had this lying around. So I just thought you'd want this. So here. And I was like, bro, Damien, thanks. That like, is, that's so thoughtful.
0: Okay, so let me stop you right there. That literally brings a tear to my eye because that is such a thoughtful gift. And I really enjoy receiving... Thoughtful gifts when someone really remembers something I said, etc. But what I can't stand, or dare I say, just suck at receiving, is like random gifts. Like, oh, I just got this Starbucks drink for you. I immediately get stressed out. Like, how am I going to repay? How am I going to repay you? When is the next time I can get you something like this? You know, I don't want to be.
1: You feel out- indebted.
0: Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. I feel like I owe you something, even if you've told me a billion times, you just want to be nice. Those are the type of gifts that I, I can't do.
1: Can't. That is tragic because that person is giving, I'm, I'm under the, the impression that this person is giving with no intention to receive anything down the line,
0: no, they which are is so
1: very hard. hard for the receiver of a gift to, you know, for me personally, I'm like, oh, I should do something like in return. Um, right. But there are there are some people that will just gladly take your gift and then completely forget about anything for you in the future, All and right. that happens. But that might not be their love language, Monica. Giving Probably. gifts might not be their love language. It truly so. Is not. Going back to the original question, I think receiving gifts and quality time are probably the two that like flip, like every now and then yeah i think that you know nowadays with everyone on their phones like it's just so important for me and carly like whenever we're together like hey i might only have like an hour with you can like we put the phones down and just like talk about one another like truly listen to one another that sort of thing and you know when I'm with my friends like I'm very much like in the moment in person like I'm really a horrible texter like if you're texting me when I'm with my friends I'm probably not going to respond to you sorry Carly it happens more often than it should but it's like I love to like be there with people and I like to be intentional with my time So I think that's more so one I like to give, I guess. I I show my love through quality time, I guess, is where that comes into. Well,
0: and sometimes they overlap, which is honestly the sweet spot, is when you like to receive one and like to give one. I think that's huge. Um, Okay, let's bring this into a larger um, pool, if you will. I'm, as you're talking, you're talking about Carly and you, Um, like, do you have, like, I don't know how to put this into words. Do you need to have an explicit conversation of, hey, this is how I feel loved best? I think, honestly, I can answer my own question. Yes, you should have that conversation in a relationship. I think I'm going to go more specific and say when, because wouldn't it be totally unnormal if that just came up on your first date and you were like yeah my love language is words of affirmation I really um enjoy people telling me exactly how they feel about me um is that weird if that got brought up that early or should that be saved for a later time you know what I'm saying
1: I do understand what you're saying and I think that this really comes into play you know much further down the line into a developed relationship perhaps after someone says i love you these are the (laughs) love languages after all and if you if you truly love them you will want to love them the way that they want to be loved
0: and mic drop incredible Here's what I'm going to say. Something that just came up as you said that is Have I ever told you the time I accidentally told the last guy I dated I loved him?
1: You have not told me that, but if you would love to tell the audience, I am so in.
0: Very quick anecdote. The only reason I'm including it is because of how quick it is. So we were texting one time and I was responding to something that he said, I like you, which I know sounds really awkward, but I remember it being like fine in the context, whatever. Probably, you know, fun and flirty. Anyway trying to say, I like you auto corrects to, I love you. And I, it was one of those things where I sent it and then turned my phone like away and got back to like either homework or hanging out with somebody. Don't remember. I come back to my phone from like multiple messages from this man. I'm like, what in the world? Open it. Mon, did you really mean to say that? Don't think you did. Hey, hit me with a reply when you can, blah, blah, blah
1: this poor man's heart
0: over text the first time over text and let me tell you something i i was not in love with this man or love him honestly period more of a like relationship and so that also made it tough you know because like how do you go back from that so i did i said i really didn't mean to send that i'm so sorry
1: that darn autocorrect got me again please forgive me (laughs) i'm so sorry for how awkward this must have felt
0: but to go back to your question here um do you think you really have to wait till you say i love you because can't you just like care for people while doing these things
1: okay here i'm gonna i'm gonna break this off into two different things absolutely The reason you may be looking at love languages could be two different reasons. One, you're proactively trying to learn more about your significant other. Or two, you're trying to repair a, like, not, dare I say, broken relationship, but, like, a struggling relationship. You're trying to, you know, figure out, hey, I have, been slacking like i need to do a better job that sort of thing okay so if you're just being proactive i honestly think in the earlier context of your relationship let's say the first nine months that's that's a pretty wide spectrum but i think in the first nine months given how much you guys hang out with one another you can pick up on on little things that will hint at significant others love language and whether you are aware enough to pick these things up just depends on who you are
0: it's true it's very true now one that we haven't really touched on i feel like we've ta- obviously physical touch very self-explanatory quality time self-explanatory Words of affirmation i don't think are necessarily just compliments i think it's Deeper than that of, wow, I think you just really have integrity like no one I've ever known before. Here's why. Like very intentional comments about you as a person. And then we have gifts, again, self-explanatory. But let's go into acts of service because this is one that I love to do for people but don't necessarily love when people do it for me similar to the gift thing where I feel like I owe them. And I think that acts of service is kind of a love language that is hard to notice. Cause I think you're right. The other ones feel pretty obvious. um, Unless you're just kind of like a horrible GF BF and just don't do anything nice that any of these things would be noticed, you know, but I think acts of service could be hidden because Serving other people doesn't really come naturally um, to us if it comes at a bigger, if it comes at a big cost, you know?
1: I think acts of service are most appreciated when your significant other is at a low point. Mm. Let's say stress levels are high. Tasks on the to-do list are, they feel insurmountable. These Acts of service could be taking little things off your significant other's to do list that just alleviate stress and actually just like show, like, hey, I'm here for you at the drop of a hat type of thing. For example, let's say it's finals week, and you know, your significant other I don't want to say finals week because that kind of alienates non students. Let's say your significant other has a lot coming up at work this week. Big presentation or big review, that sort of thing. Little acts of service like, you know, hey, can I pack your lunch for you today? Or like, hey, can I drive you to work and pick you up after and we can do something fun after work? Like, type of thing. Like, little things like that can go such a long way. Even like remedial tasks like taking out the garbage doing someone's dishes, doing their laundry for them. That sort of thing goes a long way under, under huge stress levels, I would say.
0: Yes. And I think that all it takes is noticing. Okay. We're not asking you guys in a relationship or not. I mean, this is really important to know about friends as well, or you're like your family members. Um, like I haven't gotten my mom a gift gift in like the past of her probably the past two birthdays, two Christmases, and two Mother's Days. Like, I just write her a coupon as if I'm five years old that says, I will do this for you. Because she's such a person that just needs acts of service to feel love. Like, that's just what she values. And so, but I think you really have to take time to notice that. And don't just go through the motions of, oh, they know I love them. Oh, I'm like, I don't need to like, you know, worry about that. It's like, actually, no, because imagine how much you could feel so uncared for if someone went through the motions in your relationship. So I think that it's just kind of the act of noticing that'll really open up this new world of love languages for everybody. Um, Because this isn't necessarily like the most brand new topic. This is just kind of someone put it to a science, narrowed it down to five main things and wrote a book about it. I think this has probably always been true but we just never realized you know
1: going back to what you said if you are ever in a position where you're thinking to yourselves oh they know i love them that's a dangerous place to be because you're kind of like giving excuses for you to not do things for your significant other and telling someone that you love them and showing someone that you love them are two very different things, but they're both equally as important in a relationship.
0: Absolutely. I'm I'm going to actually bring this to a biblical context if I can. In James, there is a passage that talks about how if you have a real faith in God, you will um, have acts that flow from it that reveal that you do actually have a faith in God, you know, like you're making choices that reflect that. And I think that, you know, faith and then having those actions come out of your faith, that makes sense. Same thing. If you really love someone, you will naturally have these actions that come out of like your love for someone. Like you can't help, but do nice things for them, say nice things, Give them a hug, whatever. Um, and so I feel like there's a connection there that would make sense if you are grinding your teeth to say a compliment to your SO. I would, I would, I would really reevaluate, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that is consistently how you feel, not just a bad week with them, holy moly, we'll pray for you. <laughs> I submit some prayer requests below, but seriously, like, that's that's scary to me. It's
1: it's very important this is not something that you should gloss over in your life like maintaining relationships, um, cultivating new relationships are very... um, I don't want to say it's difficult but it takes effort and it takes like... I'll give like an analogy here. Let's say you have a limited... Uh, amount of like love to give in a single day before your patience runs out okay like you you showing love for other people takes from your bucket and gives it in their bucket if you will at some point you're gonna have like a close to empty bucket and you're gonna be like okay like this was like a good thing but like I am drained like I I'm sorry I keep doing this for those who can't see, I'm doing the stupid emoji. (laughs) It's the hand emotion. Um, At the the end of the day, you're not going to be like, I regret showing love for other people, but you're going to say, wow, like, I feel emotionally drained. Like, it is something that, I don't want to say takes a toll on you, because it's not like a negative thing, but you will be very quick to notice who is ready to fill up your bucket, and if you're willing to, you know, give that person your love from your bucket. if yeah. you will. Know. I feel like the word bucket sounds just really weird now, and no, I, I, I keep saying it.
0: Okay, well then, allow me to free you from that. Um, I think that that's true, though, and hopefully other people will naturally be filling you up. Hopefully, you have people in your life that are replenishing what you're pouring out, because I think that's so true, Loving people takes sacrifice and think, not thinking of yourself. That's literally like a textbook definition, you know? And so I think that there's going to be a natural emptying, but then hopefully there's a natural filling if your life is balanced with the right people. You know what I'm saying?
1: You need not only your significant other to be like a part of your team, but your close knit group of friends need to be there for you as well. Community is important
0: amen also a quick shout out to people who are physical touch there is a test okay to figure out your love languages but when I took the test it was inaccurate because all the questions that pointed to valuing physical touch I feel like a creeper saying yes to it's like would you prefer a warm a warm 10 second hug or a kind word it's like I cannot feel very comfortable putting <laughs> a warm second hug like that just sounds a little bit creepy I don't know what it is so I just want to shout out all the people who value physical touch I think I think it's just one of those things you got to be confident in don't don't let people think you're weird okay that's all I'm gonna say
1: so a little preview this Friday we have one of my good friends coming on Mr. Ivan Die. And every time Ivan and I see each other, we give each other like an extended, I wouldn't say 10 second hug, but it is, it is a hug that is like, bro, I love you, man. Like, I got your back no matter what. It's so great to see you, that sort of thing. So maybe not 10 seconds, but definitely Ivan Dye loves the physical touch of a hug. He's a hugger for sure. And so am I.
0: Absolutely. As am I, but you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's certain questions that just feel like, Oh gosh, like I don't want to be the person that answers yes to this. So you just have to be honest with yourself. Personally, I'm very pro reading the descriptions of things and then deciding what you are or like reflecting on your experience versus, um, versus just like taking the test and taking the test word for it. But Speaking of tests and all this jazz, to transition, to get you guys excited, our next podcast is going to be about Enneagram things on Tuesday. And with that, we are not trying to tackle the Enneagram in one fail swoop, okay? That feels very, just a little bit ambitious. So we're really going to take our time with this little section, okay? Okay. And we're going to talk about the Enneagram and how we feel about it and how it relates to relationships and friendships and all the things. And for those who are just dying to know right now, Austin is an eight, I am a two, and we have not killed each other yet. So I think that, I don't know what that says, but I just wanted to put that out there.
1: Even if you're an eight and a two, you can still get along and have great conversation.
0: Thank you. I think that's exactly what I wanted to say. See, it's like we finish each other's sentences. Anywho, I'm feeling very thrilled to just be on this um, very like analytical journey right now with you and trying to figure out how this all goes with relationships. Um, well, you know, to finish us off, I've I've been Monica.
1: I am still Houston. <laughs> Nothing has changed.
0: <laughs> and we will catch you guys next Tuesday. Adios. I
1: to do